good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, Henny Cup gave him. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is brought to you by Minsure. Minsure can help you find a plan that covers your prescriptions and save you money. Visit Minsure.org to get started. Got a jam-packed show here. We got Gina Peltier on. Ogama's trying to get on. Uh, we have Wendy with the animal, uh, sacred animal section. And then uh, State Senator Mary Kunish on today. So happy uh, January 6th uh, Insurrection Day, Wendy. Mm. Yeah, I know. We've been hearing a lot of news about it today. So it's just a constant reminder of the upset in our uh, Minnesota and uh, not Minnesota, in our state capital. Yeah. Not our state capital. capital. Oh my gosh, where am I? I'll get you some coffee. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Decaf is not working for you. No, it's not. Hey, so it's like old time's sake here. We have Gina, Wendy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gina sat in for Ogama for many, many months while she was gone. And Mm -hmm. here she is, and she's wearing a resist shirt, and she's got some news about a special program we're doing Monday. Awesome shirt. Welcome, Gina. Hey, Robert. Hey, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, it's like old time's sake, when? As always. That's great, Gina. It's great to see you. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Um, Yeah, so I'm on tonight's show again to talk about the virtual rally that we're going to have on Monday. Um, The Stop Line 3 Rally for the Rivers Reunion, Justice for Nibi. It's the second anniversary of the January 9th Rally for the Rivers, where a jingle dress dance water healing ceremony was interrupted by law enforcement ending in multiple arrests. And it's crazy to be um, on the show today of the two-year anniversary of the insurrection of um, the Capitol, um, talking about our rally that we had two years ago on the 9th. Um, It's quite the difference seeing the insurrection at the Capitol and then seeing how law enforcement handled a bunch of peaceful, concerned citizens on yeah. January 9th when we were at the rally for the river. Wow, really good point, Gina. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that for a second because the irony of that, of white settlers with Trump and uh, Confederate flags going and uh, trying to take over the national government where we have uh, people with great hearts, uh, peaceful protesting, what, what, a, what a difference. Yeah, I mean, I was there that day um, <laughs> at the rally, at the healing ceremony down by the river. Um, and, I, and I did go to um, witness the devastating destruction that day. And it was quite the thing. It was, it was so powerful to be part of the healing ceremony down by the river, to see all those people show up. Um, it was the beginning, towards the beginning of the um, front lines resistance against line three of course, we've been fighting it for seven years before that, eight years, and Winona yeah. most of her life. But um, <laughs> but to see all those people come out, it was um, hopeful, you know, and then to travel and go and see firsthand the destruction that this corporation was doing to our land. It, it, it was traumatizing um, to see the earth being um, torn up like that. And to see people just recklessly not caring about the people who do live on the land and the and the creatures and the animals and stuff like that. Um, we did have some tree sitters out there who were brave and sat out there for yeah. I don't know how they did it. Um, I couldn't do it. But um, and then again, like I said yesterday um, in the show yesterday that you we saw cracks in the pipe that had been repaired. You know, and they right. didn't even look like they were repaired that much, but spray painted. Um, they were spray yeah. painted, right? 
So we were down there and at the construction area site and we were showing up and just, you know, a whole, all these cars just parking on the side of the road and, and all these people coming together. And, and, and just then of course, you know, after coming out of this healing ceremony, you just come out to see all this devastation. It's just crazy. Um, but you know, it, it got dangerous when law enforcement showed up yeah. and it's crazy because you didn't even see that many law enforcement show up for the insurrection on January 6th, 6th right. but here they even called out the national guard that day. And yeah. um, we still had our brave jingle dress warriors who were still performing the healing ceremony, which was needed. Um, I think we all needed it that day, seeing the destruction and then having the law enforcement come out like that. You know, they had their whole waistbands just aligned with zip ties. They were making threats, telling us to, you know, leave or we'll be arrested. Um, you know, and it's crazy because we had so many people out there that day and none of the officers were hurt. No right. water protectors aren't violent. We right. were out there trying to bring awareness to what was going on, you know, and um, they just yeah. went ahead and arrested us. It was it's quite crazy. It's quite quite the sight to see um, those law enforcement not caring, um, being on the they're they're basically missionaries for a foreign right. corporation. And it's quite sad that they would be, would be the violent ones. And then that too, um, people always, you know, talk about us walking in the streets and blocking the streets. And, you know, it's not that dangerous until someone purposely veers off towards you, you know, which I've seen, I saw happen. You see people are mad that we're in the streets, you know, resisting a pipeline and, you know, just, I don't know, interrupting their day, you know, they just had to slow down a little bit, but they don't need to, you know, turn their cars and veer off at us and pretend they're going to hit us or try to hit us. I think between the law enforcement and the random citizen you got who wanted to, you know, try and hit us with their vehicle, that was the only violence there that day. You know, water protectors wow. just wanted to heal and bring awareness to everything going on so it's just it's crazy to have the capital the insurrection happen and then a few days um this rally yeah. happened and you know the state had to call the national guard and we weren't doing yeah. anything wrong we weren't doing anything violent right. we're yeah, trying to well, save everyone's water and everyone's life so we're used to that aren't we i mean uh think of all the way the wounded knee and think of the first day of uh of uh colonization so let's talk about real quick we only got a couple minutes left here uh, let's talk about monday monday is going to be live at noon uh winona leduc uh many people like yourself will be on and then we're going to rebroadcast that show uh in a shortened version of it at six o'clock all over turtle island on our, our regular show but we're excited. Uh, where can people uh, find things? We can go to Honor the Earth. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, Gina. Yeah. So um, to find the links, you know, you can just go to Honor the Earth's Facebook, Native Roots Radio Facebook. Um, we're posting it on our honorearth.org backslash events. Or you could just go to honorearth.org and take a look at all the good stuff we have going on. Um, yeah. and all the stuff we are fighting, but it's going to be a good show. We're going to hear from Winona herself. She was arrested that day. We're going right. to hear from others who were arrested. We're going to hear from the attorneys yes. and what um, happened, the charges and what is still being done today to support those who have charges. Um, we There uh, was a, over a thousand arrests accumulated and we got down to a hundred. So we're still supporting that. Um, but yeah, and we'll also hear from uh, Wadukawad, Amikwad, and the work that they're doing to monitor um, the damages that Enbridge did. And it's really awful that we have citizens doing that monitoring and not actually the state or the government doing that monitoring. So we'll hear from them as well. Well, and heads up, Wisconsin, you need to listen to this because that's coming your way. Gina, thank you so much for coming on. Great to see you. As always, we're having flashbacks of the good time we had uh, months ago. It was really great having you on every day, uh, bringing us the news. And good to see you, and we'll see you Monday. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Drink your water. Be safe. <laughs> right on. Good one. Hey, we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Stay with us. Hey,
When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman, Hawaii, USB and Gentry, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. So I think we got uh, Ogama on the phone here, or, or smoke signals or something. Uh, something's going up there in the deep north. Welcome, Ogama. Can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, what's not awesome today is for some reason my computer is just not registering my camera or microphone. I'm backstage, but I can't hear you, see you, and you can't hear or see me. So we're, we're doing the workaround today, and we're going on the phone. And special thanks to uh, Gina Peltier for jumping on and uh, covering me for that first segment because uh, I've been working on this for the last about 35 minutes. You can't seem to get it fixed. Oh, oh I hear you. Technology. Yeah, it's Friday. I think my computer's just decided it wants a three-day weekend, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, let us uh, have the news, uh, whatever you got, and then we got Wendy on standby and can give us some uh, Fun Facts Friday, too, so let her rip. Absolutely. So uh, one of the first things I want to talk about, because we talk a lot about uh, Line 3 here in Minnesota, Line 5 over in Wisconsin, uh, pipelines and other projects that are damaging to Mother Earth and to uh, Native sovereignty and uh, human existence, really. Um, but I wanted to highlight something that came out of the Associated Press today. Um, Native people have rallied outside the federal courthouse against uh, lithium mining in Nevada, um, one of the largest lithium, lithium mines planned in the U.S. Have, uh, has is now, opponents of it are now urging a federal judge to vacate the U.S. government's approval of the project until it completes additional environmental reviews and compliance with all state and federal laws. That sounds really familiar, doesn't it, Robert, Wendy? Uh, much of the opposition on line three was similar, right? Absolutely. I mean, we have to find a way to have the resources that we need to live and limit the damage to the earth. I don't know that there is a way to limit the damage to the earth without, without, you know, hemp batteries in place of lithium batteries. Exactly. Um, Exactly. That would be the way to go. So this is about a two-year-old legal battle over the Bureau of Land Management's approval of the mine Lithium Nevada Corp. And that plans to be near the Nevada-Oregon line. 
Um, lawyers for that company insist that it complies with U.S. laws and regulations, but um, people who are lawyers for Nevada and um, other places are saying that if um, if it doesn't, um, and they believe that it doesn't, the project is um, critical, and it's really going to do damage to um, ancient uh, volcanoes. It's, uh, they believe the project's atop of an ancient volcano, and um, it's the largest known lithium deposit of its kind. And they're trying to say the world will suffer if the project is delayed any further. Um, but it's also a home for pronghorn antelope, golden eagles, sage grouse, cutthroat trout, and other uh, animals, as well as would create massive air and uh, toxic water, air pollution and toxic water pollution as well. And it would be an open pit mine, which we all know has uh, been banned in many other countries. And the mine would be deeper than the length of a football field. So, I mean, this is just, I mean, all around just sounds like an awful project. It's in violation of the Endangered Species Act due to a local snail. And, um, you know, it, it's harmful to indigenous people. So um, our prayers are up for those people who are fighting the district court and uh, taking the time to protect their land and water and do what they need to do for their uh, for their land and water down there in the Nevada area. Um Climate News also reports that there has been a biodiversity accord that incorporates indigenous beliefs. About 200 company or countries signed off on an agreement that promotes human rights and the rights of nature, and they're uh, putting a plan to restore biodiversity. It's a 14-page document, which is non-binding, but it was adopted December of 2022 at COP15, and it was the 12-day conference in uh, Montreal under the United Nations Convention of Biological Diversity. It's the first international agreement to give credence to the movement that recognizes nature and uh, animals and plants and soils and mountains to possess rights similar, similar to those of human beings. So while this is exciting, I do believe that the... Um, Indigenous Environmental Network had some um, had some things to say about how things got done with this, and the reason for that is there was um, information that came through on these solutions that they put through. Um, the three main goals are conserving biological diversity, the sustainable use of components, and the fair and equitable sharing of benefits arising out of the utilization of resources. However, while it has references to indigenous peoples and some references to rights, including free, prior, and informed consent, um, it also has a lot of false solutions, harmful instruments, and then financial financialization of Mother Earth, meaning um, Basically, it references indigenous people and sets targets, but it also means that peoples and local communities would only be accessed with their free prior and informed consents in, con in accordance with national legislation. The framework does not question the viability of the global economy, meaning it places property rights above all of the rights, and we still have systems that prioritize private interests over indigenous and human rights. So even though this has been approved by 200 countries, it still has the national legis legislation first and foremost. So it's not something that we can call on to protect our uh, nations from um, biological harm such as uh, lithium minings and things like Line 3. So one step forward and two steps back, I think, Robert and Wendy. Yeah, the more the things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, it's we were just watching a program. I think it was on 60 Minutes on Sunday, and we had those uh, scientists on saying that the Earth was sustainable when there was about 3 billion people on the Earth. Uh, but now there's 8 billion people on the Earth, and the Earth cannot regenerate its resources fast we're taking those resources way faster than the earth can supply those resources for us and we're in a down downward spiral yeah and if things don't change we will not be here right the planet will be here though and then oh, maybe yeah. some animals will come back because mm -hmm. we're gone yeah and then maybe we can exit to mars or uh 
and ruin them, or ruin your, that your, planet. Uranus. I just like to say that. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, Ogama. No, that's okay. I mean, I'm just reading another story here from AP News um, out of Arizona. Uh, there's a tribe in Arizona that has one of the largest and most secure rights to the Colorado River and water in it, and they have approved a lease um, to give some of that water to Arizona, which has obviously been hit oh. very hard by cuts to water supply uh, out of the Colorado River. The Colorado, Colorado River Indian tribes passed a resolution in 2020 uh, for water leases. Um, they have more water they have right to than they use because they lack the infrastructure, and they're going to use the money from the leases to be able to um, improve things on their tribe, which is great news, but it's also kind of terrifying that we have tribes that are um, leasing water to states, um, and yeah. yet the federal government's questioning our sovereignty, right? Wow, really good point. And, uh, you know, I, it's so funny that you bring up the Colorado River. We were talking about with these big storms that are happening on the West Coast and continues to happen because of global warming. Is there any uh, water now uh, filling up that uh, Colorado River that's super-duper low? Yeah, yeah Lake Mead yeah. and uh, right by the Hoover Dam is um, dangerously low levels. Um, Mexico is being hit hardest because they're, of course, at the end of the uh, Colorado River. The Colorado River has about 40 million people in Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, California, and Nevada, plus Mexico. And currently in the U.S., there's mandatory shortages, meaning they are man on mandatory water watch. They are not allowed to use more than a certain amount of water. Um, and the tribe is now diverting uh, 3,414 acre feet of water per year from the Colorado River, uh, but it's a lower tier for them. So um, I don't know. It's it's crazy how much this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's stunning. This is like a apocalypse scenario and people are just we're just talking about it on the news like it's a totally normal thing right mm -hmm. wow good point exactly. hey ogama we're down to a minute here uh if you got anything else if not take the rest of the day off uh <laughs> after your thanks for the interesting news it right. gives us a lot to think about and talk about yeah well thank you for allowing me to come on on a little bit of a backwards way and uh happy friday to everybody give mary kunish my best um i'm just gonna tune in and listen so right on hey that was ogama with the news that you don't hear anywhere else wendy mm -hmm. up next we're going to talk to state senator mary kunish and we're excited to do that we'll be right back after uh, this short message we still have like 30 seconds all right. Give me a fun fact. Quick, <laughs> we have a fun quick, fact. 10 I seconds. Think okay, listen, tonight at 6.09 here in the Central Time is going to be a micro moon, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Right on. We'll be right back. we got State Senator Mary Kunish. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Stay with us. Take care of your community by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org adopt. That's metrotransit.org adopt. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. Even though Auto Technical is a small nonprofit, we have helped more families with transportation than any organization in Minnesota. Since 94, we have reconditioned donated vehicles so they have a higher tax benefit. Call Richard at 612 919 5526. 612 919 5526 or autotech.org. Hi, Minnesota. This is David Pakman, and you can catch my show weekdays at 2 p.m. for the latest in political news on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about the joy of live fire cooking. 
cooking over a live fire is the oldest and most basic form of cooking. What's new is in the way a fire is handled and its heat is managed. It's easier to experience and enjoy the smell and taste of food cooked over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs live fire grills, fire pits, and ovens. Let us help you experience the smell, the taste, the fun of cooking with fire. Pizza was first made and is still best made in an open fire oven. The radiant and conductive heat of a live fire is unmatched for wood roasting and baking artisan breads too. Come see the many ways you can cook over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. Thanks to everyone who supported AM 950 for the last three years. Good news. The AM 950 2023 calendar is ready to go, featuring photos I took around Minnesota and important progressive dates. If you sign up to become a member with a one-time $50 membership or recurring monthly membership of $10, you'll receive a 2023 AM 950 calendar as a thank you gift. Go to am950radio.com to become a member and receive a calendar. That's am950radio.com. Thank you so much for supporting AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style and owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design. People often ask me, why Habitation for my home? Well, I could give you hundreds of reasons. I could talk about the extensive collection of furnishing suppliers or our exceptionally talented design team. I could talk about service. But the truth is, Habitation clients come back room after room and home after home, and that speaks volumes. Habitation, put some drama into your interiors. With a look at your AM950 weather, I'm Patrick Lulia. Patchy freezing fog tonight with a low of 1 above, then sunshine Saturday with a high of 16. Hazel's Northeast offers the most creative comfort food you'll find for any meal of the day. Hazel's is located at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis, minutes from 35W. More at hazelsne2go.com. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. And Robert, before we went to commercial, I was talking about tonight's moon and howling for wolves. Oh, oh, oh was that the key? Our sponsor <laughs> uh, posted on Facebook that tonight, Friday, January 6, 2023 at 6.09 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 7.09 Central time here in Minnesota, in the middle of the Finally country. Got that right, huh? Yes, the first full moon of the new year will reach its peak illumination. This full moon is called a wolf moon. Oh. Yeah, which is a micro moon. A micro moon is uh, the opposite of a, a super moon, and this means that the moon will be at its furthest point of the Earth. So, right after tonight's show at six, at seven oh nine. Take a peek outside, and you will see the full micro moon. Awesome, hey. which is the wolf moon. And Howling oh. for Wolf said, "Don't forget to howl." Oh, howl. Yeah. oh, good one. Hey, before we get to State Senator Mary Kunish here, yeah. uh, we just got to give a shout out to Ayana, who this is her last day uh, with us, and we're going to be really sad because yeah. uh, she's running everything in the background right now. And we'll put her on real quick here and say we're very sad to see you go, kiddo. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm really happy working with y'all. Um, wow. Yeah, it was great having you. It was wonderful. And you can always go down and work for State Senator Mary Kunish, too. Uh, rumor <laughs> has it. Ho! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Cool. Well, we're going to put you in the back again, but we just wanted to give you a special shout out. Maybe we'll pull you out again here at the end of the show and sing okay. sing something to you. 
but thank thank you so much for all you've done and uh you're a great young warrior and we can't uh, you have a bright future ahead of you thank you i really appreciate it coming from you oh that was nice all right hey we're gonna take you off and then go to state senator mary kunish who uh i don't know we had this great round dance uh a few days ago when you were sworn in and now we have the anti-vaxxers having a rally there at the capitol and uh and and you guys are working on bills like expanding voter access, and we got people still dealing with uh, vaccines. I don't know. It's upside down world sometimes, State Senator. It is indeed. <laughs> it is indeed. Unhappy, happy everybody. It is. Uh, it's really good to be here after our first week of a legislation in the Minnesota Senate and the Minnesota House. Yes, we started out on uh, Monday with just an incredible um, event. Um, we had some, we had dancers come in, or excuse me, drummers and singers come in and um, start us off in a really good way. Uh, we had, you know, I bet there were a couple hundred people there that um, were there to cheer us on, but also join us in um, the first ever round dance that we experienced in Minnesota. And so it was, um, it was certainly, it was probably the most memorable opening of our session that I've ever experienced. And that was even, you know, after my first time ever being sworn in. And so um, I just feel really, really uh, lucky and privileged to have been part of that. And it's too bad that we're still doing these firsts, you know, but nonetheless we are. And um, I was glad to see you there, not yeah. just uh, as a friend, and yes. not a not a radio persona persona, <laughs> but as a, a rep for your your tribe. Uh, right. So all it was all around pretty exciting. Well, and what's cool is you know everything everyone's connected is Ayana's brother is Opie, uh, who's leaving us, and it's just a small world, you know, the little Opie that was up there with his family yeah. singing. Um, so it's a it's yeah. a small but a strong community. It is a very strong, and you know, um, uh, we had um, Sharon Day at the governor's inauguration um, earlier, or the day before. Right. Was it? Yeah, it was the day before. And yep. so the Day family certainly um, uh, is, is uh, leading the pack when it comes to ensuring that we are following our traditions, um, that we are honoring our ancestors, but also those that we, we are there with. And then, um, you know, just providing that incredible education by example. And so we are, we are definitely indebted to them. Exactly. And, you know, uh, it's it's got to feel good, uh, state senator, that we have a trifecta because uh, I know you were state representative when we first met you, and you became a state senator, and then they had to do the the new boundaries election, and you had to run again. Um, but it must have be a feel feel really good to have uh, the trifecta that you feel like you can get things done now. It absolutely does. I mean, we don't have. Um, the opposition like we have experienced for the last, well, since I was elected were six years ago, you know, it was either one, one party had the majority and the other didn't, and then it flip flopped. And uh, now we have, have that majority. And so, um, you know, while we're almost, you know, giddy with excitement with the thought of what we can do for Minnesota. We're trying to be very mindful and um, and get ourselves organized to, to do the important work, to get done what we can right off the bat. And then, um, you know, in the Senate, we have a four-year cycle. So I'm looking to see what we can do for our kids in education as the chair of education finance. Um, <clears throat> we've already started to do, um, you know, uh, drop some good bills. Um, we have, uh, you know, we're looking at um, 
a bill that will allow uh, sharing education data with the tribes from the schools so that the tribes can can support the students in the best way possible that they can. Um, I'm a big fan of full service community schools that have the resources right there on site uh, so that Parents don't have to take off a day of work to take their kid to the dentist or whatever it is, and students don't have to miss a full day. Um, I'm trying to, um, well, I've put together a bill that would be a one-time, you know, Minnesota has that surplus. And last year, um, our Republican um, chair would not... Um, legislate any real funds to the schools. And so they're in a big hurt right now, having not received any additional funding. And so I have a bill to, right off the bat, um, help with some of the cross subsidies in EL, English learners and, and special ed, um, transportation costs, and then to feed our kids breakfast and lunch when they're at school. And uh, so we're, we're doing some good work. I have a bill that um, is going to do research, uh, hopefully do research for pollinators mm. uh, to support mm. our big food bank up here in, in my district. So we're off to a good start. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, really awesome, Wendy. Uh, so exciting, yeah. really. And it's just like you get to take a deep breath and say, okay, let's go and do this now. Because before it was just like, okay, let's do this. But we know it's not, not nothing's going to happen. So it's really yeah. good for you, Mary. That's yeah. excellent. Good for the state of Minnesota. Yes, good yeah. for the state of Minnesota. Very good for the sure. state of Minnesota. And then after that wonderful, um, fabulous um, round dance and the singing by um, by um, Opie Day and the other singers, uh, we had a huge equal rights ERA rally because I'm also carrying that bill. And this is the year that we are going to take it to the voters um, well, actually, it'll be next year when there's another election. But um, there, we will take the question to the voters: Should Minnesota include an ERA, an Equal Rights Statement, in our Constitution? The 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 people are the ones that have to decide those constitutional amendments. And so, hopefully, that absolutely will go through, and we are going to get it done. I, I passed it off the House a couple of years ago; didn't work in the Senate. This is the year that we're going to pass it in the Senate, pass it in the House, have the governor sign it, put it on the ballot, and get that into our Constitution. So, what is like the process? Uh, I know in uh, Indian government what the process is, but let's say. Uh, uh, you wanted to uh, put a, together a bill. Would you start it in the Senate and then uh, and then bring it to the legis uh, the representatives, or would it be the other way around, or do they go both go at the same time? How does that work? It goes it goes both ways. It, both bodies can um, can come up with an idea and put together a bill. Um, but they have to have authors in both parties. So, in, in both um, bodies. So mm -hmm. when I uh, have a bill that I want to do, I go to our researchers and to our, our fiscal folks and say, I have this bill. Um, and they actually put it together. They, they write mm -hmm. the bill in legislative legalese. Right. And then we can review it and make those changes. And when I'm satisfied, um, I drop the bill in, and and then it has to get read on the floor of the Senate, and that's when it gets a bill number. But then they, they jacket them. So they jacket my bill, and they put a yellow jacket on it, a yellow piece of paper with a title and spaces for signatures. And there's a second set that are green jackets that go over to the House members. Mm. And so usually I have in mind already um, – who will be my author in the in the house mm -hmm. and i send that over to them and they sign it and they get more signatures and then we we get a hearing to have it heard and discuss it and pass it and send it to the governor wow that is so cool that is so cool um yeah you will expect something in your email from me uh, soon <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it might yeah. be 
<laughs> it might be already done so your people don't have to do uh, all the legalese. But uh, that's exciting to, mm-hmm. to know the process because I don't think I ever really knew. Um, and then we didn't really want to talk about it because we uh, weren't a trifecta for a few years there. So, yeah. <laughs> but let's, let's take a well, break here, Mary. And then do you think you uh, have have some time for uh, close out with us and howl? Yeah, I'll stick around for a while. Right on. Sounds good. Wow, it's good to have you, Wendy, uh, back together here. It's pretty exciting. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish. Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Take care of your community by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org adopt. That's metrotransit.org adopt. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. And Mary, on uh, February 7th for Wolf Day, I will be there and I'm going to be meeting with my legislators to talk about the importance of keeping our Minnesota wolves safe. That is wonderful. Um, I just want to invite anyone and everyone to come to the Capitol because, as they say, um, that is the people's house. And so I would encourage uh, folks, if you have something that you are really passionate about, um, that you feel like you would like to reach out and advocate, especially to the state legislature, please do contact your, your House member, contact your senator, contact your governor, and uh, try to make an appointment to see them and, and talk about the things that, that really matter to you and why they matter so much. Um, it, you know, there are ways to to follow the bills and the legislature. You can um, easily go to our, our state government pages um, for the, the Minnesota um, uh, Senate. It's as simple as, I will tell you right here, just going to, let's see here, um, www.senate.mn. And you will get all the information that you need about our senators, their offices, their contact information, what um, committees that they they are um, sitting on. You can look up their bills, 
all of those things. But you can also then contact their assistant and get an appointment or come in uh, on days that we have session and knock on the door of the Senate and say, I want to speak to Senator Kunish or Senator yeah. Huhu or whoever it is. And they might come out and, and, and chat with you. But um, don't feel intimidated. It's your house. You are elected, all of us. And so it is our job to listen to you. So that's the best way uh, to do it is to talk to whomever's uh, assistant and set up an appointment. Uh, that would be yep. the best way. The best way. Yep. Sometimes Everything goes are... through our assistants pretty much. They manage our calendars right now. It's We hardly have time for a meal or to use a restroom or, wow. you know, anything. And so they um, they are we have just excellent staff that really mind what we're doing and um, are probably our best assets. Wow, that's a real. I'm learning a lot in the show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for saying that, Mary. And I just want to say, uh, Alice just put up also there is a Zoom option for Wolf Day. So if you're interested in that and you can't get down to the Capitol, there is a, a Wolf a Zoom option. Wow, thanks, Alice. Yeah. Well, you'll have to you. stop by on February seventh. You said. Yeah, February 7th is going to be a big rally in the at the state capitol. Howling for Wolves is putting oh. it on. Um, and there are assistants there making appointments with everybody, senators, uh, so that we could all go in at a certain time to talk to our senators about uh, the importance Thanks. of our Minnesota Wolves. So we're excited about it. All right. I will watch for you on on uh, February 7th, Wendy. I'll be there. Wasn't it one year that a uh, state senator or were you representative there spoke to uh, yes. the, the group or was that for? Nope. That was for the Humane Society of the United States puts oh, yeah. on Humane Lobby Day right. every year. And we will be having a Humane Lobby Day. And Mary came to, we regret, we gathered before our meetings with our legislators at the church across the street. And Mary yeah. came and talked to us. So we were really um, Yeah happy that she did that and is uh an advocate for us yeah wow all this stuff i'm learning today that, mm -hmm. that is really awesome so what uh what what do we got going next here what would you like to wendy always reminds me of ask the guests what they want to talk about so what would you like to talk about in the last couple minutes that we have you oh what do i want to talk about um well, I hope you all survived that snow. <laughs> oh, uh, that was that was quite the snowfall. Um, but I have I actually held my very first committee hearing today. So I've never been a committee chair uh, before this year. And I held my very first committee uh, meeting in education finance. We all introduced ourselves, talked a little bit about the, the work that, we're, that we were going to do. Um, I'm really excited for this coming Wednesday because we um, have um, anointed that day a student's day. And so we've invited students from all over the, the, the state to either zoom in or come in in person to our committee hearing and tell us a little bit about what it's been like to go through the pandemic, um, how things have changed for them and, you know, you, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly. Hope we don't hear too much of that. And then um, I also asked them to give us, uh, if they could tell the legislators one thing, what would it be? And so we have students from elementary age all the way through high school that have signed up to do that. And it might be that we actually have too many for the time limit. So I'm thinking we need to do a part two or, or even maybe like once a month, take, take a, a, one of our committee hearing days and, and listen to the students because I really want to hear the student voice in the work that we do, um, as well as teachers. And um, we'll have days where libraries and librarians and library media specialists come in. We want to hear from all the different uh, groups of people that run our, our educational system and make sure that um, that the work that we're doing is really focused at that very grassroots level. Um, don't really have too much else well, that, to... 
Let me just say that's a really good point because uh, I've mentioned now twice that I didn't know certain things that, uh, especially the availability of our, our uh, representatives. Uh, so that is a really good thing to uh, have the young ones know that you're uh, an email away, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll be a good experience uh, if they are able to get into the, um, the Capitol on that day. Some might have to travel a distance, but I think mm -hmm. they're going to do it and um, get into the Capitol, come into the testimony room and and sit in front of the legislators and, and tell them like it is. That's yeah. uh, that's a really incredible experience for any young person. So I hope that um, that we hear some good good words from the, our, our youth and our students. And uh, I see Lisa, she's really happy that you're uh, the chair of the Educational Related Committee. Uh, thank you, Senator. It's also awesome. There's four people in the group and three of them have been teachers. So that's boots on the ground that kind of know really the inside of uh, of uh, what our students need. So that's really oh, yeah. exciting. Instead of in yeah, theory, um, I'm, I'm the chair of education finance. Senator Swadzinski, who was a social studies teacher for like 30 years, is the uh, chair of policy in the Senate. And then over in the House, Chair Joachim is uh, uh, education finance. She herself has uh, worked as a para and as a substitute teacher. Her husband is a teacher. Her son is a teacher. And um, then we have Lori Pryor, Representative Pryor, who as good as a teacher. I mean, she's she's all about education. So I would say Minnesota is in very, very good hands when it comes to um, education in, in the legislature. Wow. Uh, that's, that's exciting. It, it really is. is. And I think it's great to hear from the students. You're hearing it from the horse's mouth, what's going on and what, what they need to make their education more more better. More better. Yeah. Yes. That's a New York education speaking right there, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it is exciting. Uh, you know, maybe we can swing Minnesota back to, uh, you know, when I was not even only younger, but when I was... Uh, you know, in my 20s, Minnesota was the place to, to be to uh, people all over the country came and saw how we did it here in Minnesota. And so we can get back to that. We're a leader in education again. Uh, that that would be totally awesome. It would be absolutely wonderful. Hey, Mary, let me just ask you one thing. We're ending the show right now. Just hold on after the show. I got a quick question to ask you off air. All right. Okay. Hey. Cool. If you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops, the ground in which we stand on is sacred ground and is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, and run for office. You've been listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now.